Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are tuning in from, we would like to welcome you to the Unmeasured Podcast and Experience, where we truly believe the journey to eunomonia starts with one measured step at a time. I am your host, Derek Charles. And I am your host, Abdil Aloy, also known as Buddy. Derek, how's it going, brother? How was your week? It's good, man. It's good. I just wanna, I just wanna take a, a a moment here to recognize this is the first time you've asked me how was my week before I've asked you. Oh man! In the six weeks is... that we've done this podcast, really? Yeah. Is 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 that a fact? That is or a an fact. opinion. That is a fact. We, I mean, we oh, could man. we could always I, go I back. Feel terrible now. You don't feel that bad. I know you don't feel that bad, but <laughs> <laughs> but I actually do. I actually do, and I need to do better. You know what? This is something that I need to sit on mm-hmm. and reflect, um, because that's not cool. It's not cool. I mean, we know? we and, could um, check in next week and see. We we could check in next week to see if your matters have changed at all, right? So we'll, we'll put or, that or as a, maybe as a point. the reason is because you're just a lot faster and quicker at asking how my day is and i didn't have the opportunity to put in the word so you just you know touche. it's a dominant alpha belt touche i'm going first <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one Jack. that's what we're gonna have to do basically it's all good but i love you brother yeah, i love you we're too here. Man. Here. i love you too but um yeah this week was um last week i ended with the affirmation about being malleable and I mm-hmm. really carry that into this week. So for this week, I was, you know, thinking about how do I adapt myself around particular situations? And it's starting to come to fruition. I mean, there's still some work there. There's always going to be a lot of work. And when you're trying to change behaviors, change attitudes, um, try to change the way you need to talk to people, whether it be a direct report, somebody above you, somebody next to you. But it was a testament to me being malleable. So I can't say it was a bad week. So last week was a good week. What about you, man? How was your week? Week has been, um, it's been good, you know. Um, definitely, I so I met with Nasser, yeah, uh, last Friday, and um, we, we had some real conversations, huh? In person, no, no, no virtually, okay, virtually. cool, 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 yeah. So, we met virtually, actually, it was on a call, so not virtually, but remotely through VoIP. You know, or is that just telephone? Telephone. Um, I think it's just it's a telephone. <laughs> Again, you try to sell Cisco voice over IP. <laughs> oh, I'm trying man. to get into protocols. But yeah, the bottom line is we connected. We jumped on a call. Yeah. And um, and it really, you know, he as a mentor, he absolutely has the ability to check me when... Mm-hmm. I say I'm going to do something and I'm not doing it. And the funny thing is, and they'll call it, he called it out. I knew, so there's a certification mm-hmm. that I'm looking to go for. And I'm, the goal was to start the process, yeah. get into the studies. It's going to be arduous work, a lot of downtime, reading a book that is like almost a thousand pages. How do you do technical. that? How, how do you do that without like breaking it? A thousand pages is a lot of pages. Sorry. To cut you off, but a thousand pages is a ton of pages. It is. And that's exactly why I came up with my excuse to him. You know, and I started <laughs> like, hey, you know, that's he's like, how's your you know, how's your week? And I knew at some point he was going to ask about my studies and if I kick started <laughs> and I just got ahead of it. I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to spend the time that I would like to spend yeah. on, on my studies, but you know, I, you know, I will, and I'm moving in that right direction. You know, it's an interest game right now. So he's like, you, you, you haven't even you haven't cracked even the, book the book open. open. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even cracked it open. Oh. I was like, how did you know? <laughs> he said, you're not going to bullshit me, man. <laughs> so, yeah, bottom line is um, it, it was, a you know, funny, but like uh, it was a real moment yeah. where he just checked me in and he was like, hey, man, let's not forget the vision, the goal. Yeah. Right. It's always continuous learning when it comes to this journey of being in the tech space and being a person that is going to provide value Mm -hmm. and impact to the people who need it when they need it. And then it's going to be a time where they need you to do it on time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so given that I actually, uh, and something he taught me and I've heard amongst many 
is that one thing you need to do is like if you're looking to do like if it's a certification, yeah, schedule the test. Mm. When you schedule the test, that's when it becomes real, and then that's where you start. You have a physical real deadline. That makes sense. And then now, yeah. So not not to dive too much into it, um, but like that is the that that is going to be my journey, yeah. Um, for the next couple of months on just me like becoming a better. Uh, engineer, yeah. technical guy, and then on that journey to becoming an expert um, in my field around uh, security. So it looks like you. Um, but outside of that, yeah, looks like you're gonna have to be focused. Looks like that's that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be your thing. And that's the most difficult part, and that's the reason why. Literally, when he checked me, mm -hmm. he was checking me on focus. Yeah. He was like, "All right, you said you have this vision, hmm. this idea, but." You're not executing. You on haven't it. tapped into You're it. You're not yeah. executing. I'm, on I'm it. hearing more distractions. Yeah. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, there's different types of focus, right? I mean, you just lacking all types of focus in, in your situation. But at the current yeah, moment. At the current moment. Yeah. At the current moment. So when I think of focus, I think of like, you know, I think of like the the long term vision where you're thinking about what my focus is in terms of my goals. And then you have like kind of like the focus where you're talking about you're doing a task and you're trying to really focus in on what you're doing. I think it's a struggle to do yeah. both. And we can get in, we can get into it. We can make this episode about focus. We can really get into, you know, the Is that what you want to do? Should, should, should we make it about I focus? think we should focus on that. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So if we're gonna tap into focus, yes. let's go into what it actually is. What is focus? What is the definition of focus? Yeah. I know you're the, you, I you know, wanna go? No, you wanna I, go? I, I I know your last name is like Webster or something like that, so I'll let you spit out the definition. It's actually a lawyer, <laughs> but the chosen word, which is defined as chosen, the chosen definition today is the center of interest and activity. Mm. So, right, that's what, when you Google it, that's the response that you get. And when I hear that and I see that, Focus to me is what the what the aim is, right? What the bullseye is, yeah. right? We all let's say if you had a a gun range or you're you know you're in archery school and you got to hit the target mm -hmm. or you're doing darts, you know exactly what where you're looking to hit. Yeah. But now it's all about your movement, how you position yourself to get you on target to hit that bullseye. Mm. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know there's additional definitions when it comes to focus yeah i think i think you hit it right on the head um focus is really just having one particular aim one thing that you're you're centered around and really attacking that thing right that's the that's the hardest part about the focus and its definition is maintaining that drive towards that one thing and having it be um, the center of like your interest or activity and i'll you know just to steal a word from you um, it's about making the main thing the main thing, right? Where you have one mm, thing that you yeah. want to attack and that's the main thing that you're focusing on and reminding yourself that's the main thing about folk that you're trying to focus on. But that's not always easy. I feel like, especially in today's day and age, focusing on one particular thing is so hard. I mean, you're seeing it even with the with the, with the certification, right? You're trying to find ways to kind of coerce yourself into focusing on that certification so that you can expand your career and that's that's a problem that's like worldwide i find myself sometimes losing focus on things that i really should be focused on i think it's like a dilemma yeah no it really is and then if you think about it right it's it's if it's two opposite ends mm -hmm. the things the thing that you need to do versus the thing that you want to yeah. do yeah and then right there are sensory nerves and different things that are at play that can influence the, the direction that you sway in depending on that. So, you know, for me, I know I need to get the certification. Yeah. Why? Because it shows my commitment mm -hmm. to what it means to sharpen and hone in on my craft as someone who is going to be a protector when it comes to reputation of the customers that I serve, yeah. the assets that they have, and and the identities that are trusting them with their information. So for me mm -hmm. in my position, 
it only benefits them for me to put my best foot forward to understand all the different trends, baselines, and all the different things going on. It also, when when it comes to need, the reason why it's important for me, right? Because I can talk about the 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 you know the business or the work mm-hmm. aspect, which most people will, right? Because that's how you get paid, and that's how right people pay you on value. But why for me, the inward aspect is because I want to know and feel that I can grow in something that really sky's the limit, right? How, right, there are people who are executing at a high level, people who can communicate and tell stories in a way that can get the person from where they are to where they need to be. And typically that where they are to where they need to be, it goes back to what I said, want and need. Yeah. So not to dive into that. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna jump into this. No, I mean we have um, to dive but, into it now. And what yeah. what I think you you hit on there is like your focus needs to be kind of balanced, right? You're talking about your focus in terms of what it means to outside stakeholders, like your job. You're talking about focus and like what it means to you. Um, and there's like you know there's a saying like you know if you fail to focus on what what's inside, it leaves you kind of aimless. You have no direction. If you fail to focus mm-hmm. on um, others then you're clueless, right? You don't know what's going on around you. And if you fail to focus on uh, the outside world, then you're going to be blindsided, right? Because you don't know what's out there. And so that that's also part of focus too, is to kind of have that balance. So when you're thinking about, especially when we're talking about high level, we're talking about high level goals, high level focus, is that it needs to be balanced, right? You need to You need to pick something but you need to think about it from those you know three directions so so that you don't fall into one of those pitfalls because if you don't have focus inward or direct your focus inward to some degree you're just kind of going to be meandering you're going to be floundering you're going to be like you're just going to it's almost like being a blind like a aimless yeah, yeah. you're going to be going in a dark in direction room. of the wind yeah. yeah you can't find the walls right and then if you don't focus on others you're going to be blindsided you're not going to know what's going on around you and that's how you get into those situations like when we talk about um, relationships with friends and other people is when you're so focused on your job or you're so focused on a particular activity, you have no regard for the other people and what they're doing. And then when they're kind of like checking you on it, you're almost clueless. Your focus has been, you know, too narrow. And then just the outward is like, you know, you just got to be street smart. I think that just, for me, that indicates street smarts. Like if you're not focused on what's going on around you, you're likely to get blindsided, scammed, caught off guard, caught off guard. Yeah. Your feelings hurt, passed up on promotions because you're just not paying attention to the things that are outside. It's um, true. And then I have like a cheesy visual illustration. <laughs> this was based on a movie that I watched. Yeah. Right? It's called it's called The Ninja Assassin. Okay, came out years a couple years ago, and I think one of the premises and big ideas of that movie was. When it comes to the valleys, right, there's going to be a time where you have to be focused because you're going to be getting attacked, right? You're going to get hit left and right or caught off guard in this way or that way. And the sight that you have is not going to be enough, right? So Mm. all the work that you do is that you lead up to Right. And that focus that you tap into is very important. Yeah. And then in the movie, what I want to highlight is his journey of growth on what it meant for him to get through his valley yeah. was to be able to not see, be blindfolded, be in a dark room and then tap into his senses, the internal aspects of what it means to understand what the main thing is. Mm-hmm. Right. Keeping the main thing, the main thing. And then following, tapping into the emotional intelligence yeah. aspect. All right. I know I'm here, but there's various movements around me. There's an ideal way that I need to respond. Yeah. And this, let me hear and wait for that and respond accordingly versus us relying on sight. Yeah. From what you're explaining, I feel like the premise of the movie is like the sight is just a it's a gateway to distractions and i think that's mm-hmm. what that's what derails a lot of people I today like that. that's true because once you take away the sight you're dependent on all the other things that are important 
to detecting and what's in your surroundings, right? And so we're, now we're talking a little bit more about like, you know, we're still talking about high level focus and task focus and distractions. They're they're probably going to be the thing that's going to derail you the most, in my opinion. You're talking about life stress. You're talking about you know, you're you're not paying your bills. Like earlier today, when um the Wi-Fi at your house wasn't working, and we had to do this episode like four times. Um, that can cost uh, life stress. <laughs> I thought it was on your head, actually, but I guess we found out it was on my end. I had to reposition my my uh, router, um, Xfinity router, to be specific. Things like that can cost. I mean, even even in, even in that little example, we're trying to focus on it or something, but it's causing stress, right? It's causing life stress. Yeah. It acts as a distraction, and then you have beyond just the life stress, right? Beyond bills relationships, you know, kids, all those the fun things. All those things. Yeah. All those things that we, you know, we sometimes take for granted, but we know are truly important, family, friends, etc. Then there's entertainment. Then there's just those things that, you know, just get you in that in that chokehold. You can get into that TikTok chokehold, that Instagram the chokehold. Social rat race, as they'll say. Yeah. You know, or the carrot before the horse. You know, you're on Instagram, that carrot is put before mm-hmm. you, and right, it's going to hit that short, quick dopamine, oh, this feels good, and I'm here swiping, right, because the algorithm's already figured out for you, yeah. whether you know it or not, and then you're scrolling, you're doing this, you're doing that, and at the same time, you know there's something that you need to be doing, but at that moment, you're doing what you want to yeah. do, and feel like you should be doing, because it feels good, right, and then it maybe be... It could be a vice that is that allows you to neglect and, and ignore the thing that is going to really bring you true happiness yeah. long term or over time. You know, so how how do we address that? Like, so like, what is our approach when we know that there's something that we should be doing and it's something that feels good? Is there a way we could bridge that bridge that gap? And then bring it more towards the things that we know we need to do. That's going to really bring the true satisfaction that we all want to feel and exist in. I would ask you this. How are you going to do it? How am I going to do it? How are you going to do it? As it pertains to my certification. Yeah, exactly. How are you going to do it, right? Because you you definitely have the life stresses, right? You know, all jokes aside, you know, the Wi-Fi thing was like, you know, just a joke. But there's other things that are going to be pertinent to you that you're going to have to deal with, right? And then there's going to be those things that are just very natural. Like when I come back from work, I don't want to still be working when I get home. There's things I want to do to entertain myself. And how how are you going to do it, man? So this is I feel like this is going to be a good example, a good little back and forth of what is going to be the strategy to get you from uncertification to certification. Yeah. So if you want to know, buddy, what's what's your strategy? Yeah. Well, one is is this right here. Right. So I, I, I put my idea, I put my hope, I put my goals out there in public. Mm-hmm. Right. Because no one wants to feel embarrassed. Yeah. Right. And I think most people, right, when they set goals or things that they want to do, they keep it to themselves. Yeah. Right. They can always push the deadlines. They can always mm. uh, change their mind on this thing that they're looking to do. But if they, if they, put that thing out there, the idea or the goal out there to people that they respect, mm-hmm. love, that they know will keep them accountable, then it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So that's my strategy. I put myself in the corner, you know, and then I, I mean I grew up, you know, where I had to constantly fight towards expectations, towards stigmas. Yeah. And the only way I was able to get out of it by was by essentially was speaking out loud, speaking clearly and putting it out putting out there what I saw for myself and what I wanted for myself and knowing that I can do all through my faith and and my ability to trust my process in the in the village that I have around. Yeah. And there's two and there's two things I wanna I wanna really, you know, draw from that is your like what you said is like you know you like to put it out there and for this podcast in particular 
it was one of your coworkers that really, you know, lit that fire under under us for you know we we put out a date. You remember we put out uh, a date? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you you put it out Chief there Stanzo. that we were gonna mm-hmm. that we were gonna open the, that do the podcast. And we were still we were still recording, but we weren't actually you know getting it right. We didn't have the fluidity, the rhythm. We weren't confident enough. We felt like we needed to do a lot of work, exactly. and some fine tuning. Again, we're smart guys, and you know we're gonna put our best foot forward mm-hmm. regardless. Right. Anything that we subscribe to, anything that we want to do, we're going to show up as our best self. Yeah. But at the, the same time, there's the level of perfectionist that will always work its way in. Yeah. And with that, that mindset can be the reason why you haven't started what you needed yeah, to start. It can lead to procrastination in which, you know, we, we eventually right. avoid it. We're like, you know what? We got to do it. We Like a plague. Exactly. Yeah. We got to do it. And the second thing I wanted to touch on is we talk about this a lot, you know, personally, and we, we might have touched on it in a couple of episodes, is just that family unit, right? Having those people around you to hold you accountable. And in this particular instance, it really shines. And I just want to highlight that, how like you, it's a combination of both, right? You have to put yourself out there, but the people that you put yourself out there to also need to be good people. You need to have good space. You need to have, you know, good acquaintances, good friends, good family Not all feedback is good feedback. exactly yes. to keep you accountable yeah. and keep it moving but that's the high level right so that's going to be the high level of how you keep focused but before we move seg- make any segues to any <laughs> other <laughs> stopping me. go ahead what about for you because thank you for calling out that you know with the questions yeah. we need to understand what is your perspective so your goal you've made clear that you're getting, uh, so for you, there's some changes and 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 adjustments that you need to yep. make from a leadership perspective, yep. and I think that's very important because we have a lot of uh, a good amount of listeners who are leaders, right, or who are aspiring leaders. Mm-hmm. So when you get feedback as a leader or an an inspiring an inspire aspiring leader, yeah. how do you address? that feedback and then how do you set goals for yourself and then how what what is your system of measuring your progress to get you to the end result yeah so earlier in the week i think i told you this before i started like a a pssm kind of like notebook thing <clears throat> and so based on our conversation with nasa yeah based on our conversation with nasa i really wanted to explore yeah. that um you know multiplicity of like how do you be, how do you gauge yourself physically, socially, um, spiritually, and then mentally? And part of that is going to incorporate work, right? Because the work is also part of my life. Um, So I did that. So that's just outlining all the things I want to do. And there's still more work to do in that because now that I've gotten some of the ideas down, I need to drill into the things that I want to do. And a little bit of that I put, I brought from work is like, I'm just going to do this quarter or this half year. You know what I mean? Oftentimes we get, we get, um, that's like a chunking strategy. Yeah. We get overwhelmed with like, okay, I'm going to plan out my entire year. I was like, that doesn't seem feasible. I don't do it at work. I don't generally do it in life. Let me just knock out what I can see. Let me not try to go too far. I already have like an overall plan of where I want to be. And, you know, in life, shout out to, to our boy Webb. We did an exercise. I think we still have to do that exercise where we do. Um, yeah, we, we haven't done it, yeah. but that he kicked that off exactly um, with the two of you. What, what was that exercise called? It's reverse and en- reverse engineering your life. So you start off with all of the things that you would want, and then you calculate the goals. And it does two things, right? Because if you think of the amount of money, then you're most. If you give a number, what what you'll eventually do is put in things to fill in that number, right? But if you put the things mm, first. Yeah. And then just calculate after, you realize you probably don't need as much money as you as you think you do. Because now can you dumb that down a little more? So let's give some more spit. Let's say yeah. you're talking to a sixth grader. Like what would that look like? If you a sixth grader wanted to go through yeah. that exercise, what would you tell them? So for me, the best way to think about it is um if somebody were to ask you how much money do you think you need to live good, you'd probably just give some roundabout number, right? You would say yeah. I need about um, a million and a half or I need $2 million a year to live comfortably. And then and typically what happens, someone says, that's it? Yeah. 
and then you'll double that. Yeah, exactly. 13 million, 10 million. And then you'll start <laughs> filling it in with things that you you think you want. Or oh, I want a yacht. Right. Or, you know, I want a big yacht, mega yacht, like the one that Drake has. You know what I mean? You start filling it in <laughs> with stuff, right? <laughs> but when yeah. you do the reverse engineering, you start asking, he was asking me questions about what do you like? I'm like, you know, I like cars. He's like, okay, cool. Cool. We like sports cars. Cool. And then he's like, um, what do you want to do when you're not working on your cars? I'm like, you know, I want to see family. He's like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll budget that in. Um, do you like doing anything else? I was like, yeah, concerts. You know, I want to, I want to have like season tickets to see my favorite sports teams. All of this stuff, like a page of stuff. Do you also like long walks on a beach? Yeah, that's free though. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get there unless it's beyond you. That's free. <laughs> Nothing free is in there. <laughs> is it a private beach? I, I don't know. That's is true. That's true. Kind of beach is it? That's true. Yeah. Might be a nice beach. Might be a beach in another in a private island. You see that? That is it what might you, be in the Mykonos. There you go. That you'd have to budget in. But uh, exactly. but yeah. So we did it that way. And then what it came down to be, it came down to be roughly, if I wanted to live an ideal life, it would take me $40,000 a month. Now you multiply that by 12, that's, I don't need $10 million to live that kind of life, right? And I would be, yeah. technically, according to my standards, I would be very content living that life, right? And when you think about $40,000, I'm like, damn, like, that's... That's really achievable in the grand scheme of things. Making a million dollars a month just seems so far away. But if you ask me to make forty thousand a month, it doesn't seem that bad, right? And so that yeah. just helps narrow down the focus. And that's and you know, just to take a step back, that's part of, you know, what I'm thinking about when I'm doing the PSSM um and trying to build in that focus. Uh, and then taking it back even further, going talking about the leadership. It's now just building that small task list of things that I need to do to execute. I know where I want to go. I have that long-term you know, vision of what kind of leader do I want to be? How do I get there? Now it's building that task list of small things that will help me get there in order to, to be a better leader. One of them is like I need to put my foot down more. I'm more of like an empath. I'm very empathetic. So sometimes when people start acting all types of crazy, I need to kind of just be like, no, nah, we're not doing this today. So what does that actually, when you say we're not doing this today, you're not literally saying we're not doing this today, but what does the empath perspective and response actually look like to someone who's receiving it? And then how does that, how does that impact them to get to the common vision or goal? If you were to do something wrong, let's say uh, we're in a meeting, um, you say something crazy. I don't dress it during the meeting. I may take call, call you after the meeting and say, "Hey, let's let's sync." Now, the way I'm going about talking to you about your behavior can have different effects, right? Generally, what I would say is, "Hey, man, listen, are you okay?" You probably say yes or no, blah blah blah, and then I go, "So, what? You know, the way you were talking on the call, do you think that's appropriate?" You know, kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm giving you to an opportunity, drink, yeah, yeah, to, to get walk them through the opportunity, yeah, yeah exactly. But sometimes that's not a, sometimes that's not effective, right? That's my style. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not effective, and so I'm I'm trying to give myself, expand my tool set to now in the right circumstance, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm probably gonna fail sometimes, and because in figuring this out, when is it appropriate to be like, what was that? You know, just really put the. But this, that's what they. But at the same time, that's where a lot the most experience comes from, right? When when you fail, right? So there are a lot of books and a lot of experts, leaders will say fail fast. Fail fast. Right. Yeah. So you you try these different strategies or right, you show up this way, keep showing up that way until that way doesn't work. And then try another way and t- until you find a way that does work. So for you it seems like that's the journey that you're on. And that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's going to be my focus. My focus is going to be learning that switch between when I need to be an empath and when I need to be basically an asshole. So <laughs> doing that, doing that yeah. juggle and finding the opportunities to do that, practice that, reading books on how to, you know, reel in the team, you know, making sure we're all on one accord, one page, one team, one dream. That's what I always preach, one team, one dream. doesn't matter what you're doing, what you're working on. It's, it's, it's all for the same goal, right? get a sign. So that's a perfect segue yeah. into 
a book that I was recommended uh, I was recommended to read by one of my leaders when I first started in the company that I work okay. at today. Um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, Lee Fabin. Mm. Right. So in that book, the reason why I bring it yeah. up based on what you said, right, if you're going to right, is it asshole approach? It depends, mm-hmm. right? Perspective, but it's a level of extreme ownership. Yeah. So if my team fails as a leader, it's because of how I communicate what I do. But at the same time, leadership exists at every level. Mm-hmm. So you your role as an individual contributor, you are very much positioned to be a leader to run and lead the tasks and challenges that exist within that atmosphere and space. Yeah. And how you show up, you can either pass the blame if say if you miss a target, pass the blame to the person or the vendor that was a part of it, or you could take it on your end and say, "Hey, if I reflect on what happened, maybe I could have responded in a different mm-hmm. way. Maybe I could have took this initiative yeah. to to kickstart this conversation or or or." complete this task that would allow us to get here faster. Um, so that would be if I, I guess the the main point why I bring that up is right. If there are tools and books that we can recommend to our leaders and even people who are individual contributors, yeah. it's that book, right? Because at the end of the day, you, you're creating a brand. And if your brand is to- completely built on what someone tells you to do and then how you do it is based on the expectations of your leader, mm-hmm. then you're missing the mark already. Yeah. In my opinion. That's true. That's true, man. That's true. And so, yeah, that, that, that kind of wraps up what I'm focusing on um, in a nutshell for, for the foreseeable future until, until I can figure out something else to shift my focus on. Because one thing about focus too is this multitasking thing doesn't work. Right when you have multiple things that you talk about that when you have multiple things that you're trying to focus on, it just really doesn't work. And and people people really think they're good multitaskers. And when I think about multitasking, really, right? Because I work in computers, you work in computers, uh, software engineer. Like when when you see a computer doing multiple things at one time, let's say the computer is playing a video, and you're googling, right? The computer is yeah. not actually doing two things at one time. It's actually switching really quickly between the two. And that's the same yeah. way our brain works. Your brain can't actually do two things at one time. It actually switches between two activities very quickly. Very quickly. I said yeah. quickly. Wow. Very quickly. <laughs> Get your mind out the gutter, bro. I'm not focused. <laughs> Not focus at all. <laughs> Definitely both. But yes, that's true. Yeah. It's very true what you say, right? A lot of people have this misconception that I'm a great multitasker. Mm-hmm. People lead with that and they say it with confidence. But if you actually do the research, you will learn that's the last thing you should be saying out loud. Because truly, you know, it just says that you're not you're not really good at being present. Yes. Yes. And that's that's a skill. That I, I no longer fault people for because it's so rare now to find somebody who's truly present. Because we live in a world full of distractions and we live in a world that is is designed to keep people mostly distracted. Exactly. And I, I can no longer fault people for, for not being present. I used to have a real, it used to really unnerve me when people would, I would be talking to them. And they just be focused in on something else, right? Or in La La Land. On their phone. Right? Or, yeah, and it'd be consistent. Email. It's consistent. But yeah. what I realize is like everybody does it. Um, everybody does it. And it's almost getting- We're all guilty. It's almost getting to me too because I end up in situations where I'm kind of like, it's like a tit for tat thing. I know you're never paying attention to me. So why should I do the same? And you know, why should I stand out and pay attention to you? We're not going to be doing so many other things like, you know, looking up different ways to- to be a better manager, right? While you're talking to me. Um, and it's almost like this like rabbit hole. And I try to take myself out of it. Sometimes sometimes I pass, sometimes I fail. But um And it's so difficult, right? Because the the answer is just focus on your priorities. 
And the priority is going to be what you have to put your time towards at the exact moment. So for me, it would be a distraction and I would be, it would be a disservice for me right now for us to be recording, having this conversation yeah. and me be on my phone texting someone else. You ever had that happen to you during the meeting? <laughs> you I, mean, I think we all had it happen to us during a meeting, right? Depending on the the topic or if we if there was an expert on a call, then you kind of take your foot off the gas. It was like, all right, I think this this is called, and I'll just wait for my name to be mentioned. And then I've seen situations with people I work with. It's like, oh, sorry, what was it again that you said? Can you can we repeat that? I was just you know. Being distracted, yeah, really, is what you're saying. That's really, it, it, that's really a problem because I've had people um, get on the call and just start talking about nonsense, like literally just start talking about complete yeah. nonsense. Something that is like relative to the topic that we're talking about, but like is like you know veered off in its own direction. Off, and it's just and off. Then, then there's real. us in the background, <laughs> multitasking, trying to tell them to stop the bleeding. Just please stop yeah. talking. Please stop talking. And then the thing is, yeah. and that's the other thing, right? Because we're all guilty of it. We're mm-hmm. all, yeah. I mean, we're, we all have done it our, on our end. We, we provide a level of grace where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, no problem. Let me just repeat because I've done this too and I've been in this position. Mm-hmm. So it becomes the norm. So it's, it's almost, and I've heard this and I've experienced it where mm-hmm. it's more, it's more irregular and it's more of like a, a wow factor when you're present. You can like repeat and, and, and give a accurate summary of what someone just said, mm-hmm. you, you know? And now it's like, wait, wow. Like it's crazy. We, we, we talked about this, this and this, and yeah, then no idea. <laughs> and this person, yeah, no idea. And then the other side is this person actually right now you're the unicorn. This mm-hmm. guy remembered everything that I said, and he was able to bring it down to a T. Yeah. And, I, and for them, it's everybody's wild by it. But that should really be the standard. Yeah. And and, and it's kind of scary because, like, going back to the first thing you said about it is, like, are you focused on the thing that's priority to you? And sometimes it often makes me wonder, is talking to the other person a priority or is what's on your phone the priority? Because it's very hard to tell. Right, because we're so well. Con- that depends on the response you get on the phone, right? Because yeah. typically, you'll start a conversation. There's a conversation on the phone. The obvious priority is the meeting that you're having, especially if it's business, workplace. If you have something on the calendar, you're on a call, on a WebEx call specifically. You know, if you're on that call, your focus is going to be paying attention to the person on the other side of that yeah. screen. But that's the but, million dollar question, though. Is it actually the priority? Because if you if you if you really think about it, generally you you tend to move your attention to things that are a priority to you. So if somebody's in a meeting, the rule the only reason you're on the phone That's during not the meeting. A fact, though. I have to argue that okay. you don't tend to bring your attention to the thing that is a priority. I think you bring your attention to the thing that is attractive okay. to you at that moment. And there's a difference there. The priority is mm-hmm. the meeting. The priority is the business. The priority is you serving mm-hmm. the customer and showing up in a way that you understand there's a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. And if I am, and I am the reason why we're having this conversation because I have the answer and I can provide the solution. Yeah. But now, if you're not present, now you're maybe the person that can provide the solution. And maybe it could be someone else, one of your competitors that could be in this conversation as well. And then maybe the better choice for this. And then for you, you frame it as priority to your phone. And it could be, hey, did you let the dog out the house this morning? And so I didn't let it. Now the dog is pissing all over the couch and it's on camera. Now you're pissed. And then now that thing gets as you Literally, the the dog pisses on the couch, and now you're pissed. And then now, like that thing has your entire attention, attention for the entire media. Yeah, but and now, I, but my you, argument is, you effectively made that thing your priority because priorities you choose the priority, right? Effective is relative. What like? But that's what I'm saying. It's like to, for the yeah. company, for the company, the priority may be the customer, 
But in that particular moment in time, the priority, I believe, was the couch. Was the couch. Yeah, was For the you, is the couch, right? And I think people are getting their priorities all types of crazy messed up because the couch is not going to pay you. Couch is a fixed expense. It's gone. Sunk cost. But the call, right. you know, you may be able to outshine somebody, get a promotion. People are looking at you. But I, can, I can't fathom. And, you know, we're all guilty of it. It's very hard to fathom why we choose one thing over the other when we know the what the priority should be but at that particular time we choose the other priority i feel like you know we know we should be paying attention on the call but we're we've decided we made a conscious decision that that's going to be my second priority it's going to be the background noise while i take care of something else can i tell you why i think i have a concept i don't it's not a fact go ahead it can be negated and i accept any Rebuttal. Opposing thoughts on it all day. I'm but I think it's because people are mostly selfish. Mm. Right? So whatever the situation is, when that person is making that choice, they're mm-hmm. making that choice towards something that is important to them mm-hmm. and about them. Yeah. So either it's a bill that they need to pay, mm. and then now it's top of mind. It's like, all right, if I'm not going to... like. You know, this conversation that I'm having with this person is, is most likely is going to take a series of cycles in time for us to get to the point where I see dollars to pocket, mm. right? Or or for me to see result to presence. Mm. Okay. And then there's the other aspect of, you know, there's stress that exists because bills got to be paid. What was the thing, right? You know... Now it's like you're rare if you got your stuff on auto pay. <laughs> yeah, you're a superhero. <laughs> what are you saying about you're that? You're a superhero. People who got their yeah. stuff on auto pay are superheroes. Superheroes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, because you know, you put auto pay on the wrong account, you Over. know, you in the negatives for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's just real talk, you know? Yeah. But again, but all of these things become the reason why you feel like you got to spend your time on something else, a side hustle and doing this, doing that. Yeah. Right. Because the season that you're in where that season is, is exactly that it's a quarter, it's a couple months and then you're moving and the vision is how do you end that year? What is your identity baseline over the year? Right? Are you the seasonal person that's reacting to the wind that's going in any direction that the wind sends you? You don't want to be that person. Don't definitely don't want to be that person. And we've we've harped on, we've harped on a lot of negative stuff, right? We've we've definitely nailed that. But the negative is what drives the positive, really, right? Sometimes you got to get so low enough for you to realize that something has to give, and for you to really. Make the decision like, I need to make a change today because I'm tired of the cycle, Mm -hmm. the rat race that I've been in from a decision and distraction perspective. If we we glance and glaze over the distractions and and the day-to-day decisions, then we're going to ultimately miss the mark each and every time. Each and every time. And I I truly believe that. And I truly believe that. And this may be the empath in me, but I want to give people the positive notes, like the stuff that like, what can they do? To get out of this, right? Yeah. And, and some things that we think about that, you know, just just to help people focus in general. I think if you can just get to a mode where you just learn to focus, like you have some activities that just help you focus. Like they have those brain games. Like meditation, you mean? Yeah, like meditation. Like meditation. Let's talk about that. Meditation is difficult. Um, it's so difficult. I, you hear it all the time, but I don't hear too many people achieving and succeeding in that and then giving winning strategies unless you're an author or got a doctorate from Stanford or something like that and you went to school for that but like for our neighbors next door like how do how can we talk to them and make it applicable I don't know if you've ever meditated but every time I've attempted to meditate there's this thing about having my eyes closed and not doing anything sleep brings us back to our church comment. yeah like, exactly like, time for prayer I on my knees sleep knocked out <laughs> I sleep. and i think it's because this is i mean this is probably a comment for everybody i'd like to attribute to myself 
I think it's because I'm always on the move. When my body is at rest, it's just automatically like, okay, this guy wants to go to sleep. That's, that's a great assessment. That this guy yeah. wants to go to sleep. And so anytime that I'm like doing the meditation, yeah. Like if I want to do meditation, I feel like I need my eyes open. I need to be like, you know, try to just think about nothing. But the moment my eyes get closed and I hear like I had an app called Calm. I think that's the name of the app, Calm. I used to do Calm, right? In the morning and at night. You know, I get eight hours of sleep or six hours of sleep, the recommended amount of time of sleep, right? Whatever my body needed. Because, we, you know, last week we talked about how much sleep do you actually need. Um, it's not always eight hours, just in case anybody did the research. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. But even in the morning when I would do the meditation, knocked. Knocked. I would wake up, like, and it, might, it was like those brief knocks where you're like, oh, I was asleep. And I would hear the person in the background still talking to me while I was, <laughs> while I was doing it. So meditation is a, is a form that works and it does help um, focus. Some can say I was focused, focused enough to forget about everything else and get to that mode where, you know, I basically fell asleep. But meditation is good. That I was saying all of that to say meditation is good. I want to add to that, right? So so let me give you, right, because maybe one thing we can do is bring have a guest that mm-hmm. has... Been, that has meditated for a long while, understand the strategies to build, to, to you know, start with inches and get to that mile mm. over time. You know, so from what I've heard and some research, one is um, you have to schedule the, the meditation, right? You can't do it similar to like when you're praying, right? If you're a person of faith, you have to, you can't do it when, it's time to go to bed, right? Because you're already tired. You wait to the end, and your body has already been so active to a point where, it's like, it's it's just ready to be down, lay down, and get into REM mode of sleep. So one is choosing the right time, and then choosing the right space when it comes to meditation. Some strategies when it comes to meditation is sitting down somewhere right and it doesn't have to be in the house find a park go near water you know like to if there's a river or a pond a, a good space where you get you have the opportunity to where there's a there's the, the chances are very low of you potentially falling asleep because of where you are mm. right maybe just because you know you'll be embarrassed if you have someone falling asleep in the middle of you know, this park area yeah. because there's so much activity. Mm-hmm. Choose the right space yeah. is the point that I'm making. And you, and you, and then from there, right. it's controlling and focusing on your breaths is the other point that I've heard works. It takes time. Again, when it comes to these different particular and specific uh, uh, tools and tactics, yeah. it, it is not a microwave tactic and response it ver- it very much is oven baked hot meal good meal made over time yeah. take your time and when you do it that way eventually you'll build a rhythm that allows you to be truly present in mm-hmm. the thing that you're doing because you've done your due diligence you can't skip over due diligence is the point that I'm making. Yeah. So well, what what is another solution? Yeah. Well, you hit on two other things that uh, I feel like in that example. Slightly, but back to meditation, but yeah. Yeah. So in the meditation, you talked about, you know, having, picking a park or um, wherever it is you may find that is a good place to meditate is, you know, having, just having the right environment, really just being, if you're going to go to work, and this is kind of like the argument against working from home, is you kind of need that space where work is the priority. It feels like the priority. You've removed yourself from a place that has a lot of distractions and shifted into a place that is strictly about work, right? So finding the right environment to do what you need to do oftentimes helps, right? Um, for example, if you're having having trouble trying to pray, probably should go to church, right? When you get to the church, you're in an environment mm-hmm. that is, you know, feeding into the thing that you want to do. If you want to practice basketball, probably should go towards a, a basketball hoop somewhere, either at a park or in a gym, because now you're in the right environment to do the activity that you want to do. And that's very important when we're thinking about, okay, if I want to study 
you know, if I want to study, maybe I should go to a place where there are no distractions, maybe a library, right? That I kind of get into the right environment. And I think the second half of that, once you get into the right environment, is the scheduling, right? Because you can easily wear yourself out with with focus, with too much focus. So just being mindful about what is it that I need to accomplish today to get to my long-term task and, you know, just yeah. executing on that. I was reading an article about um, from, I think, the Harvard Business Review that talks about giving yourself a little bit of grace when you're when you're thinking about focus. So let's say it's the weekend, the weekend's coming up and you know you need to cut the lawn, um, you know, you need to study with your kid and you need to do one other exercise. So instead of just putting all of that in a Saturday, give plenty of room for these activities, right? And so that helps you alleviate any stress that you have about the thing that you're about to do. Let's say it normally takes you two hours, give yourself four hours to do the lawn. So now that you're in the habit of doing the lawn, you don't feel rushed, you're focused because you've already allotted that large amount of time. And you know, if I go over or if I have um, extra time, I can use it to do anything I want. And that feeling of being able to use that extra time to do anything that you want keeps you focused on the task at hand when you're doing a task, right? And so by giving yourself a little bit of grace when you're scheduling these things, you can actually achieve a lot more. It's almost like that less is more kind of thing. You know, um, I pick one thing and I do it as opposed to picking um, 74 things and, and doing it. So that's, those are the two things that I also wanted to add in there is just picking the right environment and then scheduling. And then you have the last thing, which is kind of like, or, you know, one of the last things is like, um, you know, the brute force way of just removing your distractions, taking your device, you know, do not disturb, um, you know, take it out the room, put it in another room. Yeah. Most people will sleep with their phone next to their head Yeah, or sleep in their hand. Trust me. I've seen people literally have their phone in their hand, watching Instagram, (laughs) YouTube, and straight knockout uh, and i'm like yo are you serious like amazing. you you did not you could not make that decision just put the phone on the side Mm-mm. and make the decision and go to sleep with your phone not in your hand you're meditating but that is the power but what form of medita- <laughs> meditation includes having your phone in they your were hand, meditating. having the distraction in your hand i don't know any phone that exists that way and so i rebuke it i don't want it keep me away from it you know, so the bottom line is yeah. create a space. So one, if you're at home, mm-hmm. your bedroom, treat, give your spaces the respect that they deserve. Mm. I think that's the first thing we got to just be clear about. Your bedroom is to be there to lay your head, relax, yeah. spend time with your spouse, if you have a family or a young one, right, in that based on their age, yeah, right, spend that time. Leave the phone out the bedroom if you can do that. Mm-hmm. I promise you over time it will benefit the long term. Yeah. The second, right, if I say give the space of respect, living room, define what that looks like for you. Is it is this the space where you is it family time? Is it is this is where we do movie nights? Yeah. Then limit movie nights flowing into different rooms, right? Because once you start to mix things, you're you're switching between things, and then now you're in the bedroom watching TV. You're falling asleep because you condition your body to be right. The body would naturally be conditioned to fall asleep and relax when it's on the bed. The other piece is when you're in the kitchen, right? Is there a structured time of conversation? Typically, people are on their phone. Keep the phones maybe in the living room. Maybe the space in the living room is for distractions or TV screen time. But if you're going to be at the table, be at the table. Dropping gems, dropping gems. The next thing, the kitchen. As the ultimate place for intimacy and and creativity, right? So if you're into, for me, I like making smoothies and juices, right? So that's where there's like a form of, a form of just like peace that comes with me, you know, grabbing fruits, cutting it up, 
putting it in the juicer, knowing that I'm creating something that is going to benefit health and over time will lead to wealth, right? Because health doesn't exist. Wealth doesn't exist without health, right? You got to be here to get there, you know? So the bottom line is- You might is, have to coin that. You might have to coin that. You got to be here to get there. You might have to coin hey, that. Hey, if someone steals it, may God be with you. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, the point is yeah. give the spaces their respect. Yeah. If you got an office, I have this office here. I work. I get my business done. This is where I'm, I'm focused. I'm getting tasks done. I'm reading. So it would be unfair, right? And I'm not going to lie. There's times I bring my book to the bed. There is a time. So a strategy, bringing it down to scheduling and how, how you do that, keep the electronics out the room, bring a book. Yeah. If you have hard time, most people now have hard time falling asleep because of the blue light scenario yeah. of and them the staring at a screen. Yeah. Leave the phone out the room, grab a book, read that, and good chances after a certain point, that book will help you and be the segue into a good night's sleep. And I'll leave it there. So what are some other solutions that we have? Tracking. Oh, tracking where you spend your time. Yeah, that's a that's a good activity. Yeah. And generally that that's like I feel like that's like an advanced level. Like that's like an advanced level move. If you're tracking where you spend your time, and there's tools out there to do it. Like the iPhone tells you how much screen time you're spending. But we should do this actually. I think we should do this and in the next episode, we'll give you guys um, some insight into where we spend most of our time. The hard part is going to have to be, you know, you're going to have to be brutally honest with yourself. Where are you actually spending this time? Yeah. But really quickly, on a tracking piece, on paper, no tools, no electronics needed. Grab a piece of paper. If there's something that you need, you know you need to be doing. So for me, it's going to be studying from one hour, setting hour segments towards my certification. I set the hour as I'm studying. If my mind wanders towards something else, or if my phone, if for some reason I have my phone near me and then I pick up the phone, do a tally, mark it on a piece of paper. Mm. How many times was I distracted during this thing that I was supposed to be doing? Was it the entire time? Right. And then over time, you'll start to realize that you're more intentional and you're, and you can be more uh, cognizant of the things that are taking you away from you being where you need to be. I like this. This is going to be very interesting. This is going to be very interesting in, in really seeing how many times that we get distracted from the things that we're supposed to be focused on. Um, I think we should make a bet. Uh, I want to see who's going who's gonna to be more distracted more often than not. Let's do this. You're going to be studying for the certification. I have this book um, by Bob Volman that talks about price action trading that I've been Is it I've a thousand reading. pages? Because my book is a thousand pages. I need it to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 just make the time. Let's just make let's make the time let's make the time even, right? So we'll we'll dedicate mm-hmm. wait, you you wanna say an hour a day? So an hour a day? Dedicated hour Nowadays, a day. Okay, yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll take we'll pick it hour, um, hour a day. It doesn't have to be the same time because we have different schedules, but we'll yeah. dedicate an hour. We'll keep track of how many times we get distracted during that dedicated hour, um, for our given task. I'm gonna keep my book. Thank you very much, um, yeah. and you can keep yours, and we can figure out um how we get distracted. Keep my curriculum. Keep yeah. your curriculum. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not picking up a, a thousand page book. For no reason, just to be equal with you. That's, <laughs> that's what that's that's a definition of a distraction. You're being a distraction, taking me off course with your thousand pages. You but, know what um, they say: leaders become readers. The more pages you read, <laughs> good chance you might be president. <laughs> I highly doubt Trump was reading any pages of any book. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll double tap on that agreement. <laughs> All right, yeah. So let's let's get into you know in respect of our environment and our time. Let's get into um affirmations. Affirmations. Let's get into affirmations. Right before yeah. affirmations, I need to say this quote Go ahead. that I saw and I encountered. For my listeners, for our listeners, starve your distractions and feed your focus. That's a bar. Starve your distractions and feed your focus. Without it. All things fall apart. 
So back into affirmations. You went first last week, so I'll go this week. Oh, you remembered. Oh, that was yeah, a test. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I pass with flying colors. Literally, do you see the colors changing in the background? Folks, the flying that's, colors. What, <laughs> that's what focus is. The man is focused. <laughs> I'm so locked in, baby. Um, yeah. And my, and my affirmation is I am focused. Oh, wow. Why? Because... <laughs> Because I am challenged, I have been put in the corner in front of all of you. And then first of all, the most importantly, in front of myself, man in the mirror, I am focused and I will execute. And I love yeah, that. What is I love that. My um you you just had like a triple combo of like, you know, three, you know, crazy quote. Good, <laughs> crazy affirmation. Drop a quote. Uh, I'm not dropping a quote, but I, I'm gonna make a bold move. I'm gonna say my affirmation for next week is victorious because we have this bet going on, um, and I think I'm gonna be a less distracted person next week. You know what? I'm actually speaking into existence. I am going to be the less distracted Ooh. person next week, and the numbers okay. will show okay. that during my hour, feeling like I am Goku. less distracted. I'm gonna put my phone okay. outside. So see how that goes. And then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how many how many marks I get. But with that, Sounds man. Good. Hit with it. that really quickly. Go ahead. Before I hit it, you had that quote about lack of direction and not lack of time. Do you remember how it went? Um I need you to finish with that and I'll hit it. Lack of direction, not lack of time is the problem. And when I say that is because we all have twenty four hours in a day. So it's an even Fact. it's an even feel. So if you mm-hmm. think that you're not focused, it's not that you don't have time. It's that you don't have direction. On that note.